My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to this episode whenever, wherever you are. Thank you. My name is Nick Haskins. If you've never been here before, this show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here to listen to support me and this show. You are amazing. And I hope that when you're finished listening to this, you go out there in the world and you have an absolutely brilliant day. You absolutely crush it. Whatever you're working toward, whatever you're fighting for, whatever you're dreaming of, keep working, keep fighting. I believe in you. It has been a couple of weeks since I was able to sit down and record an episode of the show for which I profusely apologize. Thank you so much for your patience and for your endless support. You guys are so amazing and it really, really does mean the world to me when you tune in to every single episode, when you comment over in the dining room, that's the Facebook group. Hit that link down in the show notes to get over to there. When you leave reviews over on Apple Podcasts, when you just send me messages on social media, whatever, anything and everything in between. I appreciate so much all of the amazing support that I get from my listeners, from the amazing community of people that surrounds me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I settled into some more comfortable kind of things in terms of cooking recently. And I've been so busy. I've been so inundated with both my job, working overtime. I'm moving at the end of October, so I've been focusing on that. I'm still focusing more and more on my health these days, really trying to push and, and, and get back on my track to my goal weights and, and get to my goal weights by next year. You know, I've been doing the couch to 5k with Rebecca, which has been just absolutely fantastic. And I just, I, I have to thank her specifically for, for being so supportive and for standing by me working on, on this thing, because it's tough for me to run sustained distances. It just is like my legs, especially my, my left leg just does not want to cooperate sometimes. And it can be really, really tough for me. And she has just been endlessly supportive. I am so, so eternally grateful for her. Our one year anniversary is coming up in just a couple of weeks and I can't wait to celebrate that with her. But I've kind of been making a lot more just comfortable things, things that I've already made on the show, things that I've already talked about on the show. And I like to try to have something to break down for you guys every single week here on the show. And I really, really need to start pushing myself a little bit more to get into more foods, to get into more types of cooking that maybe I haven't focused on in the past. I know that that's something I have struggled with from time to time. I know that there are times when sometimes you just want to make what you know you love. Sometimes you just want to sit in the kitchen and you just want to whip up something that you know is amazing. And that's okay. 
that's always going to be okay. So sometimes recipe breakdowns on the show are going to be something pretty simple, something pretty light. Sometimes it's just going to be a quick bite or just kind of a quick recipe. And it'll be more talking about what I've been up to in the kitchen and how I've been making things differently how I've been doing things differently. I also want to talk more about recipe updates. I've been doing like more so than probably any point, even back in the restaurant days and the entire length of time that this show has been a thing. I've been doing a lot of food reading, a lot of reading about different food, a lot of kind of research about food and about different types of cooking, because I really, really want to open myself up to more things. I've got so many different things to update you guys about today. So many different recipes to talk to you guys about. I'm recording two quick bites in lockstep with this episode. And right now, as we speak, I have a pan of the featured recipe for this episode in the oven. That's right. I have lasagna. I love, love, love lasagna. And I just had a revelation when I made this for Rebecca last weekend. And it turned out better than any lasagna I've ever made. And I've never broken it down on the show, and I think it's about time. So I want to talk to you guys about my cheese lasagna, which is a vegetarian recipe. I love meat. I never, ever, ever put meat in my lasagna. We'll talk about why later, but for now, I've got it in the oven right now. I cannot wait to taste it. This is kind of like testing a hypothesis, testing to see if it's going to turn out as good as it did this past weekend. I'm really, really hoping that it will. But I wanted more than anything to share some positive thoughts with you guys today. I shared a post not too long ago over on my Facebook page that I had shared last year. And this isn't the quote, but this is the quote that I shared. I want to get into another quote a little bit later, but, and the quote is somebody should tell us right at the start of our lives that we are dying. Then we might live life to the limit every minute of every day. Do it. I say, whatever you want to do, do it. Now there are only so many tomorrows. And that's a quote from Pope Paul VI. And I shared that last year and I reshared it again when it came back around in my Facebook memories. And just in writing the post that I wrote for that, I, I'm an English major. I have an English degree. And so of course I have studied a lot of, you know, literature extensively. And of course that includes Shakespeare. When I posted this, I wrote that I hope whoever you are, wherever you are, and whenever you're reading this, that life is absolutely amazing for you today and that tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow are better. And I kind of just channeled into that English, you know, studying part of my brain, that literature part of my brain and accessed my Macbeth knowledge because that's one of the most famous soliloquies from Macbeth. It's from Act 5, Scene 5. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. 
And this, of course, is after Macbeth finds out that Lady Macbeth has died. And he feels that his life doesn't have meaning. And he feels that his life is devoid of, of, of literally anything. It's all meaningless. It's just an illusion. Just a shadow. Something intangible. And when I thought about this quote, and when I shared that thing from Pope Paul VI, and all these kind of different things swam around in my head, I thought a lot about this scene in Macbeth. And I thought a lot about this very, very specific quote. And what I would beg you to do is to make tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow the absolute best that you can. Life is not a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Your life is not nothing. Your life is so amazing. Every single day you can share such beautiful and amazing things. Right now I've got lasagna in the oven and all those different flavors. That symphony is going to come together. This beautiful marriage of mozzarella cheese, ricotta cheese, marinara sauce and pasta, garlic, basil. Oh, and it's going to just be absolutely mind blowing to me. I'm going to have a glass of bourbon barrel aged menage a trois with it. And just that amazing smokiness. You get a light hint of that bourbon as part of it. And then just that incredible, like really jammy kind of fruit flavor of that wine. So, so amazing. The smell of cut grass, the feel of a light breeze on your face. Laughing at one of your favorite shows or laughing with someone that you love. Cuddling with someone that you love, spending time with someone you love. Life does not signify nothing. Your life is not nothing. I promise you that your life is so, so amazing and that you mean so, so much to this world. There was for sure a time in my life when I definitely believed that, where I definitely believed that life was meaningless. Life's but a walking shadow. On a cosmic scale, the most we can try to do, the most we really hope to do is make a difference in the world or the most that we hope to do is to, you know, be heard loudly and to, and to be bigger than life. For our life to mean something in, in a cosmic sense, in a sense of, of whatever. But all we can really control while we're here and all we can really do while we're here is just try to make a meaningful difference in the lives of others build other people up give to people be the reason that somebody smiles today be the reason that somebody laughs today be the reason that someone feels love be the reason that someone closes their eyes and all they think about is how amazing it is to have you as part of their life and you with them. That doesn't mean nothing. That is everything. That is absolutely everything. And those are the moments that I live for every single day. When I bake homemade bread and I crack into it that first time, you smell the house, that warm, warm aroma of bread baking. And then you take that first bite, that warm, buttery crust. Oh, that is not nothing. 
when I see Rebecca and when I hold her and when I tell her I love her, that's not nothing. When I spend time just making jokes with my kids or having fun with people in my family or talking to my friends, playing games with my friends, that's not nothing. We have to find the ways to fulfill our life and we have to find all of the different things that make life have meaning, that give life meaning. And it's all of the little things, it's all of the little steps you take through every single day. Every single hour that you strut and fret upon that stage. It means everything. Take hold of it. Love it. Live it. We're not promised tomorrow. So get out there. Whatever you're holding back on, get out there and live it today. Live a life worth remembering. Live a life that one day when you think back on it, you can be like, God, I've lived a really good life. I've had a really, really great life. I've had such great memories, such great experiences. Do not give that up. Believe in yourself. You are amazing. So indulge me for a moment, if you will, dear listener, and I will tell you about Murder Show Chicken. <laughs> so Rebecca, Rebecca loves her murder shows. And so, you know, we will just kind of put them on and, you know, we'll just sit there and, you know, that way we can just sit and talk because we don't really actively, super actively pay attention to them. But in one episode, uh, somebody confessed to the police and they were going to, you know, it, it, he would turn himself in on one condition that he had a three piece meal from KFC. <laughs> and ever since we watched that episode, Rebecca all of a sudden was like, I haven't had fried chicken in forever. I would love to have fried chicken. Now I have made deep fried chicken. I have made air fried fried chicken, but I wanted to do like some big split chicken breast fried chicken. And I've never done that before. And I've never done it, especially in a shallow pan fry. So you get a skillet and you fill up with like a half an inch of oil and you basically do. And now these were chonky as Avery would call them. So there was no way they were going to finish all in the pan all at once. So I had to do both sides, get that crispy, crispy, crunchy skin, and then chuck it in the oven and let them finish in the oven. About, I would say three to four minutes per side in the oil and the oil was at mid high and then into the oven for about 45 minutes. These, I mean, these things were massive, absolutely massive. But as soon as I tasted them, I knew I could do better. So while I have been kind of staying in my lane and staying in my comfort zone more often in the kitchen, 
of late, I have been stepping outside of it and I have been trying new things as well. And this is where I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of research. I've kind of been putting in more of that work lately. So fried chicken will come sometime soon, sometime, probably season three, if I'm being 100% honest. I don't know when we're going to make it again necessarily, but I do know that everybody really loved it, even Avery. And whenever I can get something that's Avery approved, that means everything. That means absolutely everything. But yeah, whenever I finalize the recipe for it, murder show chicken, because that's what inspired it all. That was what inspired it all. I've also just been doing simple things with like just doing a pan seared chicken breast and then just quick balsamic reductions, which you'll hear in a quick bite coming up in the near future about an orzo salad with a balsamic drizzle. And I really forgot how much I love doing balsamic reductions. And so I've just been kind of playing around and kind of experimenting either with lean pork chops or lean chicken breast and just kind of doing a nice like deglazing the pan with some white wine. And I've done it with blueberries and I've done it with raspberries. Uh, I've done it with mustard as well and balsamic vinegar, chucking it all in there and letting everything kind of cook down into this nice kind of nice, thick, syrupy glaze. And they have turned out really, really well. And I kind of forgotten, you know, back if you're somebody who listened to the restaurant back in that day, whenever that came out, I talked endlessly about reductions. I got so hugely into reductions. Like I was reducing everything. (laughs) It's kind of how like, I don't know, I'm all about layers of flavor right now. I'm like building layers of flavor in dishes, which I mean, I guess is something you always try to actively strive to do whenever you're cooking, but I've been much more conscious of it lately. But part of that is making reductions and things like that. These are the kinds of things I have been doing. So when I've been doing things, I've been doing really simple variations of them. You'll get something on that sometime in the future as well. I promise Uh, we'll do something about like a bunch of different balsamic reductions, but you can do balsamic reductions and you can fold a lot of different stuff in them. A lot, a lot, a lot of different stuff. Blackberry mustard is one that I've done before. You know, raspberry mustard was something I did today. Blueberries and white wine I've done. Like there is just a few different things that I've tried lately that are absolutely amazing. I promise you I'm going to be breaking some of that down in the future. I've been really working to workshop those recipes. Same thing with my burger sauce. I've still been working to workshop that. I still want to get a burger sauce off the ground, and I really want to do homemade ketchup as part of that. So it's kind of all folding into itself because homemade ketchup begets homemade barbecue sauce begets burger sauce. So it's one of those kind of things. It's like everything's going to tie into everything else. I've been doing a lot more with pepper and onion reductions in wing sauce wing sauce i made the garlic wing sauce that i normally make with mustard and everything and then i added a little bit of tomato paste to it let me tell you how much depth that adds to it layers of flavor going back to it again and again and again this season i know but it's worth it Speaking of going back, I've also been updating previous recipes as I make things again, because I have been making things again. When I went down to Virginia, I made meatloaf for Rebecca's entire family. And I told you guys back during that meatloaf episode that I was thinking about doing a reduction of an entire bottle of red wine, or in this case, I used a cup of it to reduce the onions, so the other three cups went into the glaze. So instead of just doing a couple tablespoons of red wine, I reduced like three cups of it into a third of a cup. It was every bit as good as I thought it was going to be. It was absolutely incredible. 
And I do update those recipes in the show notes because all my recipes are posted in the show notes. I actually went through today as of recording day, made sure I got them all done. Every recipe is done and every recipe that I've done a new version of since I have updated it in the show notes. So if you want that updated recipe, go check out that meatloaf and mashed potatoes episode. That's episode 19. This episode, we're going to be talking about lasagna, and I made a new marinara sauce. Now, I broke down a marinara sauce in episode 14. I made it a little bit different this time, and it turned out even better, even better somehow. So I actually went in and I updated that. That's episode 14, and it also includes my homemade pasta recipe, which I use to make lasagna. Except for this time, we'll talk about that more after the break. Just make sure if you want access to any of my recipes, whatever podcast you're listening to this on, whether you're on, you know, a phone, computer, wherever you're listening to this, however you're listening to this, or go to NikolaisKitchen.com and you can find all of the recipes, complete breakdowns, all the ingredients, all the instructions. They are all right there. And please make them. Make these recipes and send them to me on social media. Let me know how they turned out. Let me know how they worked out for you. I am going to go ahead and take a break here. That lasagna has got to get the foil taken off so I can brown that cheese on the top and finish it off. So we're going to spin over into a break. And when I come back, lasagna. I love lasagna. It is probably one of, if not my absolute favorite thing to make. And like I said, when I made it for Rebecca this past weekend, it was better than I have ever, ever, ever made it. So much so that I'm going to break it down for you right after this. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much again for taking the time to tune into this week's episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. You are amazing. Never, ever, ever forget how absolutely incredible you are. If you love the show, if you want to support me and you're not really sure how, maybe this is your first time listening or maybe you're not really familiar with what you could do, the best thing that you can do is head over to Apple Podcasts and leave this show a five-star rating and review. The link is down in the show notes for you to do that. Everyone who leaves me a five-star rating and review is automatically entered to win the top tier Patreon reward, which this quarter is going to be homemade apple pie filling. Cannot wait to send that out to my patrons and one lucky person who gives me a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts going to get their chance to get some homemade apple pie filling from me as well. If you also sign up over on the Patreon, my entire breakdown for my recipe for a tart apple pie with a cookie crust is over on Patreon as well. I'll also be doing a strawberry rhubarb pie episode really, really soon over there on the Patreon as well. I've also, I've got so much stuff that's got to go over to Patreon. I apologize profusely to my patrons. You guys are so amazing. Thank you so much for all of your amazing support. I love you guys so much, and I really, really hope that you're getting a lot of good use out of those marinades. Let me know how you're using them. Head over to the dining room and let me know. So if you're someone who knows me, then I have almost certainly told you at some point 
how much I love lasagna. I've also probably told you how much meat lasagna has been ruined for me forever because of my childhood. <laughs> my mother can bake really, really well to her credit, but she is not the strongest cook. And, you know, I it, maybe it was a generational thing or whatever the case may be. Rebecca's laughing because I just said that. <laughs> but... I don't know what it is necessarily, but her lasagna was, you know, those big, those, those thick, and I mean those thick boy noodles, you know, those just massive horking things that you had to boil in a giant stock pot. And then, you know, they were really, really hot. Even when you tried to take them out of the pan and fumble around with them and they're sliding all over the place. <sighs> what a disaster. And hers was just like a meat sauce without really any seasoning in it. Just basically browning ground beef without really any seasoning and then chucking it into some red sauce and there was barely any cheese. My family, we always used to joke that if you found the cheese, you got the prize. You won the prize because you found like the little tiny little pocket of ricotta cheese in there. So I, when I started making my own lasagnas, and this is 25 years ago at this point, probably, <laughs> I wanted to make them cheese, 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 cheese. Now, I don't make them quite as cheesy as I used to. Probably back in my early 20s, I used to make lasagnas that had like two bricks of Velveeta stuffed into them. I mean, that's how far back it goes. My absolute love affair with, I guess we'll hold up the uh, the air quotes or inverted commas, cheese. <laughs> it, it's plastic, guys. It's basically plastic. But I have refined and worked and refined and worked to make my lasagna better and better and better over the years. And this most recent one I made for Rebecca was amazing with a caveat that I did not make it with homemade pasta as I almost always do. And I did this back for restaurant. I had never made homemade pasta before I made it and I made it for lasagna. And then the first time I ever did, I was like, I'm never going to use store-bought lasagna noodles again. Now I get the oven ready noodles because they're infinitely better, I find, texture-wise. They're not like those, again, just giant, giant, thick pasta noodles. I don't know why those are even a thing. Don't know why they exist. I, I mean, I guess maybe with like he, uh, like heftier meat sauces or like if you're doing a lasagna bolognese or something like that, they hold up to it better. Not for my cheese lasagna. does not work. I really love the oven-ready kind of stuff. So the transition to homemade pasta was perfect. But I've been so busy lately and there's just been so much going on, I really didn't have the time or the energy to make homemade pasta, and that's okay. I did make the marinara sauce homemade, but if you're one of those people that you just don't have the time or you don't have the energy, or maybe you just maybe you just don't want to, that's okay. Make your food the way that you want to make it. Love what you do. Love what you make. Love who you are. But normally when I make this, I do make homemade pasta because it is really easy to whip together homemade pasta. And just basically you make a ball of dough, you quarter it, you roll out each sheet, and then bang, you're ready to go. And in order to make lasagna, you are going to need pasta, whether you buy the oven-ready noodles or whether you make homemade pasta, that choice is yours. You're going to need five cups of marinara sauce. You're going to need two cups of shredded mozzarella cheese and a half a cup of fresh shredded Parmesan cheese. These are just for layering the lasagna, not what you're going to need in the cheese mixture, which you also need to prepare. 
both my homemade pasta and my marinara sauce recipes are in episode 14 of this show. The link will be down in the show notes for that. So please make sure you go and check that out. The breakdowns in full are in those show notes and you can get those. And like I said, the only real different thing about the marinara sauce is uh, it's got like twice as much garlic in it. And twice as much tomato paste as well. I really amped up the tomato paste. It's a lot richer. It's a lot uh, It's a lot earthier now. To make your prepared cheese mixture, you're going to need 32 ounces of whole milk ricotta cheese, not 64 ounces like I made over live stream. I'm so sorry, Dan and Gerald and Rebecca. I made them lasagna soup, essentially, because I doubled the ricotta. And uh, I had live stream brain like it. It's, I get so inundated around that time. But yeah. It's 32 ounces, one 32 ounce container of whole milk ricotta cheese. You can use part skim if you want there. A half a cup of fresh shredded Parmesan cheese, four cups of shredded mozzarella cheese. You're going to want to make sure you get the pre-shredded stuff. Don't shred this fresh because it's got a lot of moisture in it when it's fresh mozzarella. Get the pre-shredded stuff because it's covered in cornstarch or flour to keep it from sticking together. That's going to help your lasagna and your cheese congeal together. It's going to help everything hold together when this comes out of the oven and when it's finished resting. Speaking of helping it congeal, two tablespoons of cornstarch. This is something that I had never added before until this past weekend, making it with Rebecca, and it actually turned out amazing. And for the probably the first time maybe ever, I actually had a lasagna that actually held up when I cut it after it rested. When I cut it, like all of the rest of the pieces around it didn't just immediately collapse and flood into the space that had vacated. And I have to believe that that's because of the cornstarch. Two tablespoons of fresh oregano, two tablespoons of fresh basil. Chop those both up. Salt and pepper to taste here. And then two eggs. So you're going to combine those cheeses, cornstarch, eggs, seasonings, and spices into a large bowl. Whip everything together with an electric mixer. I like to make sure this cheese is nice and whipped, nice and creamy smooth. Get your sauce out, get your cheese mixture out, get your pasta out, and then you're going to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Grab yourself a 9 by 13 baking dish. One cup of sauce in the bottom of that baking dish, spread it out evenly. Take a prepared sheet of pasta, like if you rolled out fresh pasta dough. Basically, if you do my pasta dough, you just need to quarter it and then keep it wrapped while you work with one sheet at a time and then just roll it out each layer. You're going to roll it out to roughly the size of a nine by 13 pan or, you know, as close as you can get. I always kind of just get as close as I can get because I can never roll them out into like an equal rectangle. So you're going to layer in your, either your, your, if if you want to do this with classic noodles, you can do it with that as well, but you're going to layer in your pasta here. And then you're going to put one third of your cheese mixture over this and spread it out into a layer. Add another cup of sauce over the cheese and spread that out. And then you're going to repeat that process two more times. Pasta, cheese, sauce, pasta, cheese, sauce. Then you're going to add your final pasta sheet over the top and top that with a final one cup of marinara sauce. And then this is where you need that extra two cups of shredded mozzarella and half a cup of fresh shredded Parmesan cheese. Top that over the top of it, cover it with foil and throw that bad boy in the oven for 50 minutes. Once your 50 minutes is done with, remove the foil and bake it for another 10 minutes. You should, especially if you're using a glass baking dish, you should be able to see all of it like bubbling really, really well along the edges. Then what you're going to do is turn the broiler on high. My cheese is never browned by the end of this stage, so turn the broiler on just to get that cheese really nice and browned on the top. Only it's going to take a few minutes, so make sure you keep an eye on it. Don't let it burn. Don't let it go over. 
Then you're going to remove your lasagna from the oven and let it rest for 10 to 15 minutes. This is very, very important. I have done this, like, especially when I was younger, I used to do this a lot. Like you'd get that thing right out of the oven and boy, that spatula was in that thing as fast as I could possibly get it in. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't, don't do that because then you're going to unfortunately end up with soup. When I made this for Rebecca over the past weekend, like I said, it was the best lasagna that I'd ever made, not just in terms of taste, but in the fact that, like I said, it actually stayed together. When you cut into a piece of this lasagna and took it out of the pan, all the other lasagna stayed where it was supposed to. It didn't all just, like I said, I've had that happen so many times. Now this was refrigerated. I prepared it earlier in the day and then chucked it into the oven, maybe because it had time to kind of come together and just kind of sit together for a while. Maybe that helped it. Or maybe it was the cornstarch. Maybe it was a combination of both. And like I said, I've got that one finishing in the oven. I just heard it make a noise out there. That one's finishing in the oven right now. Once that rests, I'm going to taste it and I'm going to let you know because I'm going to finish this episode breakdown once I have that lasagna, once I know what it's going to taste like. Like I said, this is one of my all-time favorite foods. This is something that I always, always, always look forward to. I mean, whenever I go to Italian restaurants, it's a pretty good shot that I'm going to order lasagna. I love eating it. I love making it. It's just like the best of all worlds. And like, and, and not to say that there aren't good meat lasagnas out there. I know there probably are. I loved this lasagna so much. It turned out so good that Rebecca and I just kind of started talking back and forth about lasagna. And all of a sudden, breakfast lasagna came up. And then we just immediately workshopped it right there in conversation. I can't wait to get that in front of your eyes and into your ears. I just, the idea of it now, we haven't made it yet. So I don't know exactly what it's going to turn out like yet. Ooh, might not turn out the best. I don't know, but we're going to make it. We're going to find out. And I'm going to tell you guys all about it. Whenever that happens, there's so many different things that you can do with lasagna. So, so many. I want to break down many, many more lasagnas on this show. I have made pulled pork lasagna with a smoked Gouda cheese that turned out fantastic. Instead of marinara sauce, I use a barbecue sauce. I want to do like a shredded chicken lasagna, like a buffalo chicken lasagna. You could do so many things with it. It's so versatile. It really, really is. I mean, in... It's, I mean, is it essentially it's cake, right? That's, that's, that's like, I think the, the prevailing wisdom is that it's essentially just cake with, you know, savory elements to it instead of sweet ones. And that my friends is my oven telling me that my lasagna is ready. Two hours later. Welcome back everyone. And oh, man alive, do I love lasagna. So I wanted to wait specifically to record this outro of this episode after I had tried the second pan again, because I wanted to do some trial and error and see if I would have as much success with the lasagna not going anywhere as I did over the previous weekend. And the results were close, close, but it still had that moment when you lift that first piece out of the pan, all the other pieces like their cheese from those starts to kind of just collapse into that empty space in the pan. And I think this is probably because of a couple of things. Number one, as I mentioned before, I did refrigerate this when I made it over the weekend. So it was refrigerated for several hours before it hit the oven. That didn't happen with this one. I basically went to the store, got the stuff I needed, prepared it and chucked it right in the oven. Okay. Second is I think not all ricottas are made equally. I noted when I made the cheese mixture for this second pan that this ricotta was a lot wetter. Then the first one I got, the first one I got from Wegmans, but this time I went to Weiss and I just picked up uh, whatever brand I saw there. And it just, 
it seemed like it wasn't as uh it, it wasn't it didn't have that kind of creamy texture it looked like it was just wetter maybe so maybe that had something to do with it maybe it was a variety of those different factors i'm not 100 percent sure the second piece that i had it however lifted out perfectly so by then maybe maybe when i had it over the weekend like it just sat longer than i thought it did because i set the timer for 15 minutes i didn't cut into it until after that timer expired so I don't necessarily know if if that's what caused it or if that's what the issue was or, or whatever in between, but what a recipe. I love, love, love my lasagna. Please make it. Please give it a try. If you've never made lasagna before, it's super, super easy to make, even if you don't make everything from scratch, even if you just kind of do some store-bought ingredients for different things, but please try it. Please make it for yourself. It is one of my favorite foods and I would love to hear what you think of my recipe. And that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love your beautiful faces so much. We've got quick bites for orzo salad and raspberry vinaigrette coming up. So make sure that you stay tuned for those. The next full episode of the show, however, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure exactly when that's going to land in your ears because I don't have anything to record for it just yet. Make sure you stay tuned. Uh, I love you. You guys are so, so amazing. Thank you for your incredible support. Thank you so, so much for everything that you do for this show. I just, I cannot ever, ever, ever tell you enough how amazing you are and how much I appreciate everything you do find the show anywhere that you listen to podcasts make sure you follow me on social media at nikolai's kitchen head over to my youtube channel the link is down in the show notes and make sure you click the like and subscribe button on my videos and whatnot over there as well thank you so so much for listening everyone thank you you are amazing and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me mm-hmm.